This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Miles Danhausen Jr., writer and editor of the Peninsula Pulse. Today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, beer and uh, brewing in Door County. And with me today is Matt Sampson of uh, Sway Brewing right up the hill from our office here. You know, kind of new, kind of not new in yeah. many ways. Matt, thanks for hopping on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to talk about beer. And I, I see you're wearing a, a Pipework shirt. I just noticed that. Another great Chicago yeah. brewery. They actually weren't too far from one of the last places I lived down there. So Sway Brewing, you've been working in, you know, with Door County Brewing Company. Some people might recognize your name from those days and your work with Hacienda. And then last year, you kind of branch off into kind of 100% doing your own thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, started with Door County Brewing, Hacienda, right when they were starting that Hacienda project like six years ago now. And yeah, worked there, kind of worked my way up through every area of that brewery and eventually was running all the brewing operations for them. And then, yeah, decided last summer or even before that to kind of branch out and do my own thing. So last year I was actually doing both. I was still running Hacienda and Door County Brewing. And while I started Sway and then started (laughs) Sway last summer in July, and just transition this spring to full-time doing Sway. So little time of split allegiances. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's start in the now. Sway Brewing Company just celebrated one year in its new space as its own thing, but that new space has evolved already in that time that you've been there. And you just had, you had a lot of live music last week. You opened up, I think in May, you got, kind of got the new tap room yep. going, which yep. has a very different vibe than a lot of different tap rooms people might See, yeah. Sway Brewing Company, for those who don't know, describe your beer and what makes it different. Yeah, so we are all about pretty low alcohol. Everything we brewed so far is under 5.5%. So we say we make uh, balanced, easy drinking beer. And the goal with the beer is just to kind of facilitate connection, not necessarily like have a beer that's going to have this weird ingredient and you're going to be like, whoa, that's crazy because it tastes like uh, grape soda or or chocolate (laughs) or something. It's really just about enjoying a full pint of beer with the people that's around you and having a good time. You can definitely study the beer and its intricacies and like go into it. But at the end of the day, beer is beer. Enjoy it and enjoy the people you're with. Enjoy Door County outside in the summer and yeah, have a good time. So very different really than like what you were doing with Hacienda, which was right. big kind of punch you in the face beers, right? And lots of flavor, high alcohol and in, in some of them at least and different flavors, funky stuff. Now it doesn't mean you can't do different stuff and funky stuff with what you're doing, obviously, yep. but a very different approach to it. And I'm a guy who, Got into beer when the IPA started coming out, and I certainly love a good IPA, but now that I'm in my mid-40s, a good IPA usually means a good hangover for me. So it's nice having this transition in beer, and we even saw it in the, at the beer festival this year. Like four or five years ago, it was like, wow, the only thing people are doing is bringing 
IPAs and kind of more wacky IPA stuff. And then these last couple of years, you started seeing a lot more pilsners and lagers and, and people really trying to go back to the heart of just a, a drinkable beer versus this onslaught of of flavor and, and alcohol for you. Yeah, it's good. It's good to hear because like, yeah, when I got into beer, just like you, it was right when these newer or even West Coast IPAs were big and even the, now the New England style IPAs. And when I, when I joined Door County Brewing and Hacienda, I was kind of thinking of starting a brewery at that point based on those styles, because that's what I was really into. Hmm. And they pitched the Hacienda kind of project to me, and I was really, really excited about it. That's what I like to drink at the time. And then six years later, I can't <laughs> drink them anymore. <laughs> and like you said, like seven, eight, nine percent beers, you can't, you can't really drink one of them. Like you can drink one of them, but then you've you move on to something else. Yeah. So the goal with Sway is to have have a few very sessionable beers. People being on vacation, even locals like love drinking beer outside during the day. And to be able to do that all day is it's seven, eight percent, nine percent beer is not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, you you probably have a problem if you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so and we should mention Sway is located in the original Door County Brewing company taproom which opened 10 years ago in that space i think 10 years ago this this yeah, year yeah. and then became heirloom cafe for five or six years after door county brewing company moved down the street into the center of town in the new the big new hall and then you go and start at door county brewing company in the big new hall and then work your way back up the street <laughs> to the old place and now it's a brewery again and still brewing out of the basement there right yeah yep. yeah so we even when I was with Hacienda, we kept brewing some of the beers or aging some of the beers in that basement. So we were doing a lot of oak age saisons in that basement. And it slowly just became less and less of a focus of the company overall. Like it was less than 2% of our sales. Mm. And at some point you're like, this is a lot of effort for very little uh, volume when we're more known for our IPAs and bigger and bolder beers. So I pitched them to take over kind of that basement and that's that's where we when we started Sway. But yeah, now we're fully doing everything out of that basement again, making a lot of lagers, more clean beer out of that space where we made a lot of funky sour beer before. So yeah, it's fun to be kind of full circle and and now bring a tap room back to that space too. Is the, you mentioned how like some of that the sours and stuff was such a small percentage of what you were doing. And even your approach to the new brewery is a, a change of direction in, in sort of the approach in that Door County Brewing Company started in that space, really quickly tried to go pretty big and branch out with a much bigger investment with that building and tap room and everything. But also originally we're trying to do like a massive distribution yep. effort. And I've talked to other brewers about that, like Trent Snyder and folks who, you know, when you look at the numbers of trying to do mass distribution, you have to do such insane volume yeah. to make that worthwhile that a lot of breweries have pulled back from that and gone back like we just need to make a lot of money off of our tap room and our restaurant space yeah. and you're going back very small scale doing it all and one of the things you do unique is you brew it all right there yeah everything if you find a sway label it's all brewed in that building so so actually right now i am renting the hacienda brew house to make basically boiled grain sugar water and then I forklift everything down the street and then ferment everything in the basement. So I don't actually have a brew house myself currently. 
you combine a brew house. <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I, I have a brewing license for the Hacienda space as well as my my space. Yeah, I brew I brew at the Hacienda facility right now, and then I, I take everything for fermentation into the basement. So the goal is to, to get a brew house pretty soon, but right now I can save a heck of a lot of investment <laughs> and capital by doing it that way. Yeah, kind of piecing it together. And it's really a bootstrap effort in that way. So if you see yeah. the forklift cruising down County F or Park yeah. Street a little <laughs> yeah. bit, that's, that might be you. Probably That is, might yeah. be your beer for a few, <laughs> a yeah. few nights from now. But so in like your hands are on everything. Yeah. And there's different ways that people are making breweries work and tap rooms work. And some, there's a lot of breweries that contract it out where it's they come up with the recipe, they send it to some place, that place brews it, it gets shipped up here. And that's the model that works well for a lot of people. You are doing it more of like, you're the head brewer and the owner, and yeah. you're you're touching every product that's coming out of there. Yeah, I think that's, you don't actually see that a lot in general in beer and in general, definitely in Door County, you don't see it a lot where like we, we put on our, every can 100% brewer owned and operated, you know, the person making the beer is me. I solely own the business. There's no other investors. We are doing it with very minimal equipment and like <laughs> rustic techniques that I wish we had better equipment, but we're making it work with what we have. And a lot of other, you know, companies and, and breweries in Wisconsin or in general or in Door County, yeah, they do contract brew a lot of beer. So it, I think it'd be shocking to a lot of people like how much beer they're drinking from a brewery in Door County that isn't made in the county. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a shocking amount. And what's your goal then? Like I know when when the the craft beer scene started, like everybody gets into business to to make money, obviously. But when it started, it was much more about these guys figuring it out, having a tap room, being part of a neighborhood and stuff. And then there was a lot of venture capital money that came into yeah. the industry where it was, let's start a brewery, let's blow this thing up, and then let's try and sell it. And then some of those original craft breweries did sell out for big money. You know, I, I think uh, Lagunitas sold for like a billion dollars. Yeah. And some of those San Diego breweries sold for a lot. And that that ship has almost certainly sailed for definitely, the most part. Definitely, definitely. Um, but what is your goal? In branching out, you you could just stay doing the brewing for somebody else. You want your own shop. What's your goal for your own shop? Yeah, that I mean, it's not. There's not a lot of like big growth plans. It's really to make a staple tap room restaurant community space and hopefully expand the production enough to distribute within the county and maybe a little bit throughout the state more than I can right now. I can't really do almost any distribution just with the amount of beer we make. But I think you can make a very viable business just off of a tap room. Like you don't have to buy a lot of big equipment that you have to pay off and you don't have to have a lot of investors to, you know, please their financial needs. And that's right. where a lot of the, the crazy growth is, stems from. Yeah, as long as you, you price things right and have yeah, good margins, and you can you can make it work with a pretty small, small space. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwani counties. 
Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. And you're also doing some unique stuff in how you use that space and, and parlay the brewery into providing other things. You have for a lot of people it seem pretty odd is you have breakfast, coffee, and pastry some days of the week. You have a lunch service there with Taqueria La Brasita. Tell us about how those kind of partnerships came in and what you're, what you're looking for there. Yeah. So when we, when we started to, well, when we, when we opened last summer, Jackie, who baked for Heirloom Cafe, she served beer after she baked on Saturdays for me. And I know her from days at Door County Brewing and Hacienda. So as soon as it became evident that like it was a possibility that we could take over the the upstairs and and do a tap room up there, it was like, why not keep this person that wants to bake in the mornings for heirloom employed and and keep her making delicious pastries in the morning? Like that was a no brainer. I think the town of Bailey's Harbor and, and just Door County in general need more breakfast, casual breakfast spots. So I really just wanted to continue that to, you know, keep serving her delicious stuff, have, have an option, morning option for the community. And then, yeah, the lunch. So we partnered with Ben and Laura McMahon, who own Lost Tuk Tuk in uh, Ephraim. We're very familiar who, with the space. Yeah, <laughs> so the, it was part of the original founders of Door County Brewing. And I just mentioned to them, even before we had bought the, the building, it was in, in progress. And I was thinking about how we would utilize this incredible kitchen that Heirloom put in the space because there wasn't a kitchen when Door County Brewing was in the space. Heirloom really built out this really nice kitchen. And now we're going to have it. And what the heck are we going to do? I don't want to run a restaurant. <laughs> um, so I just mentioned to them like, hey, would you guys ever be interested in doing a second restaurant. And they were like, absolutely not, no way. <laughs> and I was like, what if you just cook the food and you know, somebody else handled all of service for you? And ben texted me back the next day and was like, we are very interested in that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> let's talk. But yeah, instead of doing kind of a second lost tuk-tuk, which they definitely could have probably done, they did a new concept for us, Taqueria La Brisita. So it's a very pretty unique but casual Mexican restaurant where they do tacos de guisado, which is a kind of homestyle stewed meats on warm flour tortillas, which is very popular in uh, Mexico City. So it's kind of a different take on Mexican food that a lot of people are up here are used to, but still very casual and familiar at, at the same time. And they've now done some drowned tortas and burritos now are on the menu. Yeah. So had the burrito the other day. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's tinga. The chicken yeah. tinga burrito is my favorite thing on the menu. It's really, really tasty. So that that's uh, a great thing to keep people there drinking more beer. So they rent out our kitchen from eleven thirty to four thirty every day. And then the goal would be next next season to kind of expand those hours and maybe do dinner if this season goes well. We'll have to see. But yeah, kind of build on it slowly. Awesome. So you have this great indoor space, tap room, indoor table. So if people are, it's a rainy day or whatever, no, you can go inside. But there's also the cafe tables outside, a little beer garden down below by yeah. the, where your actual brewing facility is over yeah. there. So 
little bit of something for everybody you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We keep the beer garden that we, you know, we started with last season, just serving outdoors in the lower level of that building. And we had a beer garden out there. So we have that going as well. We still open kind of that pop-up bar on Fridays and Saturdays. So people can get a glimpse like into the cellar, or see, sure. our, see our oak tanks in there. But yeah, a lot of outdoor space as well. How did you get into this in the first place? Like pre-Door County Brewing, were you working for another brewery or just like home brewing or studying this on your own? How do you get interested in it? Yeah, I was, I was just a home brewer. So Door County Brewing was my first professional brewing job. I was a home brewer in San Diego. I went to grad school for chemistry in San Diego. <laughs> and then we moved back to Chicagoland. I worked at a national lab in the suburbs of Chicago. And then we just decided to kind of make the move up here. My wife, Brooke, started Sister Golden with her mom in Fish Creek. And that's what kind of brought us up here. I was a little burnt out on lab science. And I said, <laughs> sure, let's let's do it. Let's make a change. How old were you guys when you did that? Did that job? We were, it was about seven or eight years ago. So I was probably 26. Yeah, 25, 26. <laughs> but like, I didn't have anything to do up here. I was a home brewer. And I just thought it would be cool to open a brewery up here. At the time, it was really only Door County Brewing. And I wanted to kind of bring more forward-thinking beers to the area. So Door County Brewing, I I also did a lot of photography. I I was doing, like, drone photography at the time. Mm -hmm. And Danny McMahon actually just reached out to me because he had seen my drone photography and wanted to source some photographs for their series of Hacienda Saisons they were going to do that were very seasonally focused. So he, that's, that's like how we got started talking. And after that first meeting, I went home and I was like, heard all about the Hacienda project that they were about to start. And I was like, that, that sounds exactly like the brewery I want to start. <laughs> so then I pitched them a job. I was just like, Hey, I could come on board and do all your social media, do some like more branding, marketing type stuff, and then also help out whatever you needed in the brewery. And luckily they were like, sure, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I had very little experience like professionally doing that stuff. So I really got to like build that brand from the ground up and uh, slowly work my way through brewing there, doing everything, keg washing, cleaning tanks, and then finally, yeah, running the whole production. Huh. So really just kind of happenstance that you happen to have that conversation and, and yeah, that, it's pretty wild. That, that drone photography, who knew drone photography is <laughs> your in if you want to end up owning a brewery. <laughs> yeah, That's where right, you start. Right. And I should mention Sister Golden, your, your wife's spot, awesome spot if... This is, that's one of my fallbacks when I totally forget to get my wife. Yeah, yeah, like, I've right. heard that before. Can, right. I kind of can't, at, at least I can't screw up that badly. Yeah. But, um, so you end up working for them on the Hacienda project. And that was interesting at the time because we're like, well, you have Door County Brewing Company. What, what's this Hacienda thing and why, like, why yeah. not do it under the, as a Door County label? Like, what was the thinking there in, in launching that? Just like, didn't exactly. feel like you could go as crazy underneath the old label it was an interesting choice to do that and they i think they could have made it work either either way at the time they were making a lot of these draft only hacienda beers before hacienda was started for door county brewing and i think because they distributed these door county brewing beers all over you know all over the state they 
didn't think they fit under that portfolio. Like it had become known as a very traditional kind of Wisconsin beer brand, even though like they started with very kind of Belgian farmhouse inspirations and roots. Uh, it eventually morphed into kind of a classic American craft beer brand. And for some reason, these newer like IPAs and big, bold stouts definitely didn't fit in that portfolio. They could have probably created another label like Dark Honey Brewing's X series or something and made it work. But I think they had aspirations to eventually open a Milwaukee tap room or an offsite tap room. And they felt like a different brand would be better, better suited in that. And that's what to do that ended up happening, right? Right. Opening the Hacienda tap room down there. So you make that jump. Is it scary to you to kind of take over and do your own thing? Did you feel like that's a yeah, do I really want to take this risk or do I want to let somebody else absorb the risk? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely something I thought about for honestly many years before I did it. And yeah, it was it was scary and I didn't know Yeah, I didn't know how I would get the money or how how <laughs> all of it would work out and luckily when I was was sure that this was something I was going to do whether kind of whether the Dork Honey Brewing liked it or not sort of thing. I I approached the owners of Door County Brewing and I was like, hey, this is what I would like to do. There's a way that I could do it or at least start it while still working here and help you guys transition like kind of me out over a year period. So we they they luckily really were on board, very supportive of of me doing it, which I'm, I'm very grateful for. And yeah, we we phased me out and hired replacements for me over over a long period of time. Mm. But yeah, like last summer was a good kind of test. Like I, I only opened our beer garden Friday, Saturday, Sunday after I worked full week at Hacienda. So it kind of gave a little test run for it and on a small scale. It definitely more nerve wracking owning a building and opening a full tap room with a lot more money involved and people you have to pay. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely scarier, but it's it's been working out really well so far. Yeah, because now you got to run a business and not just make the beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when when you were working at, at Door County Brewing Company, who were you learning from primarily? Yeah, originally it was Danny and Kyle. Kyle was one of the original brewers there. Kyle definitely taught me you know, a ton of stuff around the brewery. Kyle eventually left to start Young Blood in Madison. And then we hired Brendan Williamson as the head brewer. He taught me a ton as well. He's gone to a few different places since then. He's now mm-hmm. at Central Waters, Milwaukee location, okay. uh, running that brewery there. So the kind of those three taught me everything I know in the brewery. Just working with them every day. So how do you, when you're, when you're trying to learn this, and since you said you kind of wanted to open a place, even when you first started there, you kind of had a dream of, yeah, maybe this is what I want to do. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is that like just a lot of long days picking their brains and just just trying to siphon information off? Yeah, and it's just like learning the fundamentals in brewing are like just being clean. It's like 90% of your day is cleaning things and learning how to properly clean things and sanitize things. And if it's you just have, like being a doctor, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's a lot of that. So like, it's a lot of just processes you learn from different people and, you, and then 
kind of the creative side is just like a trial and error or doing research online. Like there's some stuff you can learn, some stuff you can't. And the, your background in chemistry probably comes really in handy for a brewer. Yeah, it, it's, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's, I'm definitely like, <laughs> or maybe <know>. not. <laughs> no, it, there's definitely things I take from it, like from the lab side that yeah. really translate. You don't think of it as translating perfectly. Like, when I made the transition, but it definitely a lot of things like cleanliness and just like lab bench science have translated really, really well. About the same time that they were talking about starting Door County Brewing Company and we were working on the beer festival is I came across this story of the Robert Wall, this the guy in Judville who was brewing beer up here back in the 30s. Yeah. And Bob Armbruster had bought, bought his property and he was like, you should look at this guy. Like, I think there's something here. Like a, the guy who owned this way back when he was kind of a big deal in brewing. So I look him up and he was like a chemist by trade. Oh, wow. But he turned that, what he got passionate about was like water purification and beer and really like turned, he's credited with sort of like turning beer into a science yeah. of sorts. So for him, that chemistry background and any time like during prohibition and at the end of prohibition, when they were starting to release beer again, you can find these old Chicago Tribune articles of this guy like, He's the guy they brought in to test the beer to find out if it was like the right purification levels and the right alcohol levels and things like that. So pretty interesting background with a connection to like, he wrote some very prominent books around the turn of the last century yeah. about brewing. But, but yeah, it's interesting. Like water is definitely like, that's a side that chemistry definitely helps out at, you know, that's, that's the majority ingredient in beer. So water chemistry and like, just the mix of different minerals in there definitely definitely goes into making good beer. Yeah. And that's, that's why beer is so good for your health. <laughs> <laughs> the hydration. What if somebody wants to get a good example of Sway Brewing Company? What's the beer you would point them to? Before I say that, a couple other things that like we really kind of pride ourselves in, in addition to just making like easy drinking beers, we only use... 100% Wisconsin-grown hops in all, all of our beers so far, and all Midwestern-grown grain. It's actually very, very hard to find Wisconsin-grown barley that's malted. Mm. It just doesn't grow well in Wisconsin. So all of our grain comes from a small maltster in Indiana called Sugar Creek Malt Company, and then we kind of supplement some raw flaked grain from Wisconsin growers. So just, it's a very kind of Midwestern-focused philosophy on beer. We use a lot of different herbs and fruits in some of our saisons that are locally grown. We just put out a beer this morning that's one of my favorite beers that I've ever made. It's uh, fooder-fermented, so we use these oak, oak fooders that are like big oak tanks a lot, and we do a series of lagers in them. So we have a plate chiller that controls the fermentation temperature, these lagers, but it's a fooder fermented smoked wheat lager. So it's based off a Polish beer called Grodzicki. And it's historically like a three and a half to 4% smoked wheat beer. And it's super like subtle balanced smoke character, but really sessionable, really like thirst quenching. And it's, it's like the best summer beer you've ever had, but <laughs> definitely come, come have a, a mug of that. And that's only on tap probably, right? It's just on tap right yeah. now. We're probably going to can some next week. Okay. One of our beers ran out earlier. So I kegged up a couple yesterday. 
but we're definitely going to can it next week. And by the way, so we're recording this on, what is it, Thursday? Thursday the 20th? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And so this, so when you're saying next week, probably by the time you're listening to this, it will be in cans. Yeah. I think we'll put this out early next week. So just to set the stage for people who are listening to this, (laughs) excited to try that. I can't try it tonight because I got to deliver papers to the post office and I try not to do a beer before hopping in the company <laughs> smart, vehicle. Smart, smart. But um, no, that sounds great. What else coming up? What else do we need to know about Sway? We do a lot of saisons, like I said, both like barrel, so smaller like oak barrel fermented and these bigger oak fooders. Our full name is Sway Brewing and Blending. So we put like blending in our name to get people to ask questions about what that means. So we do a lot of smaller oak barrel fermentations and then kind of stitch together components to make hopefully a beer that's greater than the sum of those parts or components. So we have a lot of like fruited saisons with local cherries and other weird foraged herbs. So we have a whole like county series, we call it. That's been a big hit. The first one we put out was County Yarrow. So it was all bittered and flavored with uh, locally harvested wild-grown yarrow. It's like super lemony, gingery, and even like herbal thyme or something character. But we have a few more coming out. So we have a county dandelions that we harvested a whole field of dandelions from cold climate farms. And then we have a county spruce coming out that's all with forage spruce tips. That one is barrel fermented and then aged for a year. And so it has last year's spruce tip harvest and then this year's spruce tip harvest both in the uh, beer so it's kind of two seasons which is pretty cool those are kind of the weirder beers that we make but we make like a lot of lagers easy drinking like lagers we have some horizontal lagering tanks you don't see that often they're becoming more and more popular in in the united states they're really good at aging lagers. what does that mean like yeah they're just like you you normally see like a vertical conical fermenter if you think of like a craft brewery like a tall cylinder these horizontal lager tanks are like just laid on their side and they're really good at aging lager quicker so the yeast has uh can settle out of the beer quicker there's just less space for that that to occur and then it just helps like round out the flavor better and quicker so we we have two of those tanks so we do all of our loggers go through those tanks to mature clarify okay and you mentioned some of those ingredients earlier and you you talked about hops how hard is it to source hops in wisconsin so i think historically it was pretty hard but now there's a there's an organization called the wisconsin hop exchange and they're doing a lot of like the legwork and pulling hop farms together they they provide a lot of like the pelletizing and processing equipment and help for these farms so they'll they'll pool like they'll have cascade hops and it'll be a blend from a bunch of farms that they help organize so it's actually not that hard now Um, yeah you can buy a lot of them at least from, on the scale that you're doing it, right? Exactly, yeah. And even some varieties, they're starting to, uh, New Glarus, I know, is doing a lot of, they just contracted a lot with Wisconsin Hop Exchange for a couple of varieties for some of their loggers. They kind of trialed some of the varieties to substitute some of the European hops that they were getting because this past year, European hops had a really 
terrible growing season and the yields were really f- down. So I think it scared a lot of people hmm. and trying to find replacements. But yeah, like even breweries as big as New Glarus are starting to use them. Yeah, because I think it, like 10, 12 years ago, I think the first times when I talked to brewers about sourcing them, it was really hard to get them growing in Wisconsin. Wisconsin used to be like 100 years yeah. ago, a massive producer, 120 years ago maybe now. And then the hops just grow so voraciously that they deplete the soil pretty quickly. And so you can have great crops for a few years. Sure. And then, then it just dies. And I think that's what happened, if I rec- recall right back in like the eight, late 1800s. So then a lot of that production went to like the Northwest, I think. Yeah, and then so Pacific Northwest is the kind of hot spot in, in the United States for growing hops, Yakima Valley, and then like Oregon. And yeah, Michigan is getting pretty well known as well okay. for hops. Uh, they were kind of first in the Midwest to really get like a, a statewide hop exchange, like like the Wisconsin one I'm talking about. But Wisconsin is now now trying it as well. Well, it's great to see that it, the industry has matured enough that like it can start to work, and that means not just the tap room, not just the guy brewing the beer and distributing it, but those industries that support it. Now you can actually yeah. have like a viable marketplace for wisconsin hops pretty cool yeah that's awesome what's next oh just just uh getting through the summer trying to dial (laughs) in i mean i've never run a tap room before so it's just like dialing that in while i'm trying to brew beer yeah i'm like i didn't hire like a tap room manager or anything like so i'm I'm the one yeah running running the tap room with a lot of great employees so just trying to make that operation as smooth as possible keep staff happy we luckily we've been really great lucked out with staff uh, we have a lot of good really good people on board a lot of year-round people on board that's great yeah because you're going to be doing this year-round yeah exactly yeah we're not going to just be a summer spot or wherever hoping to be year-round uh, we might take like three or four weeks off in the winter and i might take a vacation but other than that we'll be year-round the bakery and and taqueria will be year-round as well well, you can tell too when you go in there, the, the staff seems excited about what you guys are doing Sweet. and about the product and talking about the product and whether it's the food, the beer, tacos, it's just, it's a good vibe. And like you go into a place and you can tell sometimes when people have, all right, this is just got somebody getting a shift, getting some money. And then you yeah. can tell when somebody's like, Hey, I feel like I'm sort of an ambassador for this whole project. So that's awesome um, to hear. That's the vibe I'm getting from your staff there. So kudos to you and your staff and Thanks for coming on and hopping on the podcast and, and talking about this. And, and congratulations on making it through that, that first year and getting your feet under you. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, r- appreciate you guys having me on. It's been fun to talk about beer. All right. Well, check it out. Sway Brewing right up the road from Peninsula Pulse office right in the center of Bailey's Harbor. That's the old Door County Brewing Company tap room is what probably a lot of people remember it as or heirloom if you're new to the county in the last few years. So check it out. And thanks again. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.